topic everywhere. This is Believe. Again, and welcome to Hoosier Football Tailgate here on Thursday evening, November the 16th. The Hoosiers are getting prepared to take on the Michigan State Spartans in the Brass Platoon Trophy game. 12 o'clock kickoff, Memorial Stadium in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, again, want to thank our sponsors here at Believe is Bet Online. Appreciate all they do for getting Hoosier Football Tailgate on each and every week. So appreciate their sponsorship. And remember, with everything that's all in full swing now, because you got the overlapping of seasons. So you've only got college and NFL football going on. You have college uh, and NBA basketball go- going on. And all those contests are, are uh, heating up each and every week. Remember, Bet Online is your number one source for all wagering informations from betting odds to uh, news, statistic uh, analysis, just a wealth of information there at Bet Online. And just remember, Bet Online is where the game starts. And again, I said this is our preview show for the Michigan State uh, Spartans. Uh, the Hoosiers will take on uh, at noon. At, uh, in Bloomington Memorial Stadium. Big Ten Network will carry the TV coverage of the game. And I know with the defeat of last week's overtime loss to Illinois, 48-45, I know the prospects of getting bowl eligible now are all but out the window unless for some odd reason they would accept five and seven teams this year. And I guess from Indiana's perspective, they're going to have to play with that mindset along with this being two of the trophy games that Indiana covets each and every year. And they got one last year up in at Michigan state and double overtime in a game that uh, Indiana kind of snuck into East Lansing and came out with a victory um, up there in Sparty land. And so you can, uh, you can bet that Michigan state is going to come to Indiana on Saturday with the mindset of winning that program has gone through a lot this year with all the debacle in the early part of the year uh, with their head coach and, you know, the lady that uh, he was in, intertwined with, he ended, that ended up costing his job. They bring back Mark D'Antonio to kind of serve as a uh, person to oversee the program. Now, he's not involved in the day-to-day coaching aspect of it, but he was brought back in to kind of help write the ship there. And they've struggled just about as much as the Hoosiers have struggled this year, both one and six in the Big Ten, three and six overall. And uh, so you're going to have two teams coming to a head on, on Saturday afternoon with identical records. And as we go on here, I'll show you statistically and through video um, why these two teams mirror each other pretty 
pretty equally when you look at it from the black and white uh, of it, of it all. Just remember, if you could find us on YouTube, subscribe there, hit the notification bell. And then on, if you choose to listen to just the podcast version of this, by all means, uh, Apple and Spotify carry us there. And if you could um, like, comment, rate and uh, on those two platforms those greatly uh help us and hoosier football tailgate and we appreciate any and all support that we can garner from everyone out there that has an interest in indiana football and likes to you know uh be up to date on a lot of different things uh outside of just football season right now, working on some things with some of the recruiting that soon will be landing at the doorstep here within the next month or so. Um, and some of the things that go involved with that, maybe some player, player breakdowns and things of the uh, that Indiana has already received uh, verbal commitments from uh, their class, which I do still believe it's holding together and uh, discuss that with Matt weaver a couple weeks ago and he seemed pretty confident that it would but uh working on some things there for after the season um in terms of the recruiting and things of that uh nature but we'll bring that to the forefront when the time permits and right now we need to talk about these michigan state uh spartans and some of the dynamics that they've had this year they've had a situation at quarterback where they've really lost their starter kim he's out for the year or maybe he might be able to come back prior to the last game of the season uh they had a freshman that they were playing but now they've decided to uh, red shirt. And so they've just had some of the same problems at quarterback. And what I mean there is they just haven't found the guy to be the one person to lead the team. And that's shown in some of the things offensively that they struggled with this year. Defensively and some of that, the holiday kid is a football player, their linebacker. Um, and, uh, you know, defensively, um, not bad. Um, they have suffered from the standpoint of being on the field too much because their offense has not generated enough offense in different games to get them off the field. They lost uh, to Ohio State on Saturday, 38-3, to in a game that Ohio State just really dominated from start to finish. And uh, some of the things that have been going on as of right now with some of the jockeying with the Big Ten um, stuff and – so, you know, Ohio State, they're still in a position and uh, you got Michigan right there and up to date um, with Michigan right now. Today, it was reported that Jim Harbaugh will accept the Big Ten uh, suspension, three games susp- suspension. And uh, I don't know what... Um, you know, came to the change of heart on that, but it appears that 
now that uh, uh, that is uh, no longer an issue and Jim Harbaugh has uh, decided to to accept that uh, suspension that the Big Ten handed down last week before the Penn State game, it only bars him from basically being on the field uh to coach. It doesn't bar him from any practices or any uh, thing leading up to um, the games on Saturday. I don't know if I would call that a, you know, a very t- tough suspension when you consider what they have done. Um, but I think this is just one of those things that they probably came to an agreement that We'll do just this. You redraw all your uh, legal cases. And after this, we'll let the NCAA decide what is going to occur or not going to occur moving forward. So Jim Harbaugh has accepted the decision by the Big Ten Conference, and he will not coach this weekend against Maryland, nor will he be able to to coach against Ohio State. So I do want to take a little bit of um, time here to look at some of these Big Ten standings right now as we enter that latter part of the season that, uh, you know, the Big Ten championship, you know, the East in itself right now, you know, we got the two top dogs, Ohio State and Michigan, both undefeated, not only in the conference, but overall, both are ranked within the, um, you know, the college football playoffs. Penn State at eight and two, five and two overall. And then you have Maryland at six and four and Rutgers at six and four. Both are bowl eligible and both will be you know, being able to fulfill one of the bull spots for the Big Ten. So that's kind of what the East looks like. And then you've got the bottom with Indiana and Michigan State. Again, both identical records heading into this week of competition. The West Division, well, it's just kind of a chaotic thing on the West. Iowa right now is five and two, eight and two overall. And they fired their offensive coordinator which is Kurt Ferentz's son, because he did not meet the goal of points scored per game average and was therefore dismissed or told that he would not be moving forward with the program after this year. But it's so ironic because right now, yeah, they may not be scoring much, but their defense is really good and that for in there you go. I mean, they're on top of the uh, West Division at eight and two. Uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Illinois, all three, one, two, three, four, five of the all five of those teams are are all tied with identical records. And if you want to try to figure out who beat who or how who does what, I go right ahead because that is what really is kind kind of throwing this all into a uh, craziness um, from the West perspective. And we all know that for all practical purposes and arguments, there's no question that the East division is a much tougher division than the West. Um, But 
um, that won't matter after this year because this will all go bye-bye and it will just be one big happy conference, no divisions, and uh, the entrance of the teams coming in from the Pac-12 uh, next year, um, Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA are all coming into the Big Ten Conference next year. So that will add a new uh, dynamic to it. But as you can see right now, um, the way the uh, season is in the West Division, um, theoretically, there's only one team that is bowl eligible, and the rest will depend on the final two weeks on determining who would or who may not uh, achieve bowl eligibility. But that gives you at least a little bit of an idea of where the Big Ten is and how that may or may not in, impact uh, the divisional races. But it looks like Iowa right now in the West will be the team that will either take on Michigan or Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. And um, I can't imagine whoever Iowa takes on um, that game. I doubt if it's going to be all that great of a game. But We'll have to wait and see on that one. But um, again, uh, just to update everybody who may have just uh, logged on or and or just started the the audio aspect of it, Jim Harbaugh has accepted the Big Ten Conference's suspension and will not coach the final three weeks of the season. With, I'm sorry, the final two weeks of the season with uh, Maryland this week and Ohio State next weekend. So Big Ten and Michigan come to an agreement. And Harbaugh will not coach uh, for the rest of the um, year or the scheduled games left in the Big Ten Conference uh, moving forward. Also, the other news is Northwestern, I believe, is going to remove the interim tag. Um, at least that's the way it looks to uh um, elevate the David Braun uh, to uh, to the head coaching position. Now, if you remember back in the summer, uh, Fitz uh, at Northwestern, I went a crazy thing of some um, hazing and things of that magnitude uh, was al- alleged. It cost him his job. Dave Braun, who just joined the coaching staff there, has been elevated. And you just saw the Big Ten standings. He's got them at five and five, three and four in uh, the Big Ten West. And they feel like they've got the right man to lead their program. So they're going to name David Braun the full-time head coach for the Northwestern Wildcats. So a lot of news happening these final weeks of the Big Ten schedule. <laughs> and and uh, we'll see what all happens as we move forward going th- through the rest of the next two weeks. Well, let's look at some of the statistical things that we need to um, consider when we're talking about Michigan State. We got, uh, again, um, their breakdown of um, Michigan State's uh, I just want to make sure I got the right things going here um, statistically looking at this um, 
from an offense versus the Michigan State defense. As you can see, again, just like last week against Illinois, a lot of uh, similarities on both sides of the football. IU, um, again, under... Uh, performing in total offense to what Michigan State is allowing. Um, third downs has been decent for IU. Now they're back up to about 38%. And, and uh, Illinois has been actually decent at 33%. And they've been pretty decent with um, the rushing per game, only giving up 133.54 yards a game. So their up front is pretty good. They're passing. They're giving up 235 uh, yards per game, but they've hauled in nine interceptions. So that's 368 total yards per game. Indiana averaging 324 yards per game. 38.3% on third down uh, efficiency, fourth down efficiency is 35%, but you can see Michigan State with a big uh, 70% and then turnover margin, IU is pretty good with that. So that's offense versus Michigan State's defense. Uh, got a typo here already and left Illinois up, so throw the flag on the on the host for not recognizing that, but uh, Indiana's defense, 30 points a game, Illinois, or <laughs> there we go. Michigan state's offense uh, only averaging 16.67 points a game, 102 yards rushing, 203 yards passing. They've thrown 10 interceptions on the year, only uh, 305 yards per game, 32% on third down, 50% on fourth down. And then the IU defense, 160, just called 161 yards per game on the, um, on the uh, rush yards per game and uh, one uh, 230 yards passing average per game. Now, I use defenses hauled in eight interceptions, 391 yards of total offense, 300, and then 37% uh, on third down and 50% on fourth down. Some players to uh, be aware of. In this uh, Michigan State offense and defense, Nate Carter, the running back, he's 5'10", 200 pounds, pretty good size uh, kid, 4.3 yards average uh, a game and four touchdowns in 71 point yards on uh, yards per game average. He's their kind of go-to guy in the backfield. Caton. Hauser is their quarterback. He is 6'3", 215 pounds. He's only completing 51% of his uh, passes. He's thrown two interceptions, only thrown for 766 yards. That comes to about 85 yards per game. And he has kind of been the quarterback of record here uh, over the last since uh, Kim got uh, hurt and their freshman who they did play one game. <clears throat> They've They've just decided to redshirt him and save his year. 
uh, wide receiver, the, the Foster Jr. kid, uh, Montori Foster, 6'4", 220, so nice size, good length, 34, 34 receptions, two touchdowns, 447 yards total, and he's pulling in 44.7 yards per game. He could be a matchup problem for the IU secondary, being that he's 6'4", and he's got a little bit of uh you know, jump and, and, and some decent speed. The other receiver for them is this Trey Mosley, number 17, 6'2", 200. He's had 28 receptions, two touchdowns. He's averaging 36 yards a game. And this uh, Tyrell Henry, six foot 175. Uh, he's really come along here the last few weeks and getting more and more targets. 20 receptions on the year, three touchdowns, 18 yards per game. But uh, over the last few weeks, he's really been somebody that they have targeted uh, a lot more um, in the last three weeks. Looking at their defense, I said number 27, Cal Holiday, 6'1", 235-pound linebacker, 74 total tackles on the year, five tackle for losses and one sack. Malik Spencer's the other uh, uh Tackler that is close uh, to Holiday. He's a 6'1, 195-pound DB. He's got 62 tackles on the year. Um, uh, Brule, the linebacker, 6'2, 240, 51 tackles, seven and a half uh, tackles for loss, and four sacks on the year. So he's somebody that you got to be aware of in pass protection because he's shown to have got get home pretty, pretty good. And then the other one is Jordan Hall, 6'3, 235 pound linebacker 50 total tackles five and a half for uh tackles for loss and two and a half sacks so those two guys at the end are some guys that you got to be aware of uh for indiana because they can uh get home so they got to be uh somebody you're um thinking of in your pass protection that you're identifying and maybe trying to help in some occasions. And that's one thing that IU, I still think isn't up to speed with uh, all the time as their pass pro. It's still a little shoddy at times. So those two kids, you got to be aware of um, uh, on Saturday afternoon, Michigan state um, talent wise, they've always had talent. Um, they've been a team that has mostly been a ground pound team with some play action pass concepts, um, but they haven't had it this year. Their offensive line's not very good, and um, I think it's shown, and they've had so much distractions off the field um, with everything uh, this year that uh, has really uh, impacted uh, their week-to-week uh, playing uh at Michigan State, and uh, I think they'll give IU a pretty good ball game Saturday afternoon because in their mindset, they're looking at IU just like IU's looking at them. This is a chance to win another game in that regard. Let's take a look here at some uh, video of these uh, Michigan State Spartans. And... Uh, this is the game against Nebraska, which they won twenty to seventeen. And at this time, Nebraska it was five and three overall. So this was a, a huge loss that uh, Michigan State gave um, Nebraska. But here's the defensive line in the rush game. Um, 
you can see that uh, they do give up some chunk plays every now and then. Offense, here's the Hauser kid. Nice throw down the middle. Now, this is to their tight end that they hit. Um, this kid is a redshirt freshman, I believe. But you can see that uh, Nebraska got caught looking at the backfield, and they got the chunk play to the tight end. Um, so, again, this game, 2017 for um, Michigan State. Here's Michigan State doing like a little play-action pass, and there they are getting to the quarterback. You know, that was one of the defensive linemen. I wouldn't classify them as a, a big blitz team. Um, I do think they feel they can get home with their front four and maybe bring in a linebacker here and then, but for the most part, they're, they uh, they uh, do a pretty good job of, of getting pressure. And here's one where they just throw it up. It's third and 19. Get one of the, you know, kind of freebie interceptions. So that one's like getting a punt down there. But um, Michigan State uh, uh, suffers a big sack here. I think this is the was the true freshman in that time. Now here's the big play for Nebraska hitting um, out of five wides. Hitting the three man, third man down the chute. You know, structurally, right now, Michigan really doesn't have too many people in the box because they're bouncing out, kind of playing a two, two man under concept. Um, what's going to happen is uh, they're going to get this cat right down the, right down the chute here. Um, he's going to go right kind of right down the chute and they're going to hit him on the big play because the safeties are way off the hashes here. So this is good recognition by the quarterback and he really doesn't look him off, hits him in stride, big chunk play. That's the one thing that I think you can get against these guys is the chunk plays. Here's a kind of a zone read concept. Very good, uh, this is a very good design play, and I think it may just be a total quarterback deal. But, you know, they got a guy coming in motion. He's going to take first man outside, and then this guy's going to cut the tight end. Is he's going he's to come over. Whoops. The tight end supposedly going to come over and also be a part of this uh, blocking scheme here. Whoops. Mouse is not cooperating. <clears throat> you can kind of see it here. That's the, there they go. Better. This guy here, he's going to arc release up here, which means they're reading this guy right here. And they've got two guys coming for these two. So they, this is a well-designed play by uh, Nebraska. <laughs> And he walks into the end zone. So well-designed play by Nebraska, taking advantage of numbers in that in that scheme. Michigan State, hey, they're full of it. They've got some, you know, trickeration up their sleeve. They throw a double pass here, and they hit it uh, for a big chunk play. 
with Nebraska leading seven to three at this point, uh, late in the second, and then down here in the red zone again, taking the one on one. This is bad defense. How this guy. I don't know why he thinks he's got center field help. He's down here. He's outside shade on this guy, but he doesn't have any help in the in center field. I mean, that's all you know, vacated because the way they're playing. And this cat's on the outside of him. I mean, that's man. Not good defense there in my opinion. Here's another third and 18. Get off the field, right? Nope. They hit a big, big chunk play over the middle. Just kind of running what we call exchange routes. Out guys, outside guys are running the fate or the streaks. Inside guys are technically running the benders. And good throw and catch on a third and forever. And they get the first down. 10 7 right now, second half. <clears throat> Again, pressure, being able to get to the quarterback with only rushing four. Now, this is a bad thing here because um, the way this is being protected and everything is almost as if they were either supposed to read the end and he was supposed to hand it off or, you know. They just got caught into something bad there with protection-wise and gave up a cheap sack. Okay, third and 11. One thing is sometimes quarterbacks can escape a lot, and that's what this cat did against them a lot and gets the first down. But you can see the pressure that Michigan State can get uh pretty uh, pretty easily with just rushing force so they don't have to play a ton of man coverage they can play uh sound coverage again Michigan State against a very good Nebraska defense for the most part and they found holes and got some big chunk plays in this game a couple weeks ago it's 10-10 now and um they just uh we're able to turn it up a notch or two. They got some key key sacks like there. That's like the third sack on the day. Here's Michigan State. This time they get home finally against them with a four-man rush. Um, playing coverage in behind on first and ten. So they were expecting it. Here's in the fourth, still 13-10. What a throw here. You know, this is a huge, huge uh, throw and catch. This is a freshman, I believe. And that's just a great throw and catch one-on-one. And, uh, again, Michigan State does have the talent, I believe, on the outside. It's pretty good. They can get some balls down the field for some chunk plays and stuff and and make a huge, huge difference um, in this game. And then here – Another great throw down the middle. But again, I'm not sure what 
Nebraska's doing here. They're turning this guy loose off the edge. Yep. Yeah. That was the tie it in or tackles responsibility. But the quarterback does a great job. Great throw down the middle. Again, chunk plays. Again, those are the huge things that, that, that Indiana needs on Saturday. Again, that helped them immensely against Illinois. And when you don't get them consistently enough, um, it really uh, hinders you as an offense. Now, here's a drive they had going, and he tries to go back to that vertical that they threw earlier in the game, but this time safety's right there over top of it, and he just sails it, and they get a pick, and, you know, next thing you know, uh, Illinois or uh, Michigan State singing their fight song because they uh, made just enough plays against uh, – uh, Nebraska, who, like I said, came into that game five and three. And um, again, that uh, was a good quality win for them. And it hurt Nebraska's chances in the West. Um, and after this game, they went on another two game skid. So uh, Michigan State got a quality win there. And uh, against Nebraska and we had, you know, we watched the Maryland game from early in the year. Maryland really kind of handed it to them, but uh, this game will be a game uh, again, similar to the Illinois game. You gotta, you, you gotta eliminate any opportunities of giving up cheap scores, taking advantage of field position as an offense and getting touchdowns and getting the chunk plays. And uh, if they can do that again on Saturday and not give up uh, what they did last Saturday, they should be in pretty good shape against this Michigan state ball club. And, you know, again, I'm just going to provide you my thoughts on kind of some things that I think that are important for this ball game. I think the Hoosiers got to score again around 28 points and they've got to hold the Michigan state to 21. That'll be a key thing for this game. Um, is not to give Michigan State more than 21 points. And IU's offense has to continue to score and uh, get to that 28-point um, uh, objective. Offensively, got a rush for 175, pass for 250. I do think those are very viable goals. And again, it would also show some um, improvement in the run game for Indiana where they have still struggled to get uh, a decent run game going. But the Holland kid, <clears throat> I think he's a huge uh, factor for Indiana's run game. Then if you look at the defense, Big on here, hold them to 100 yards rushing. I think they are capable of doing that. I think Indiana's front six are better. I think they're going to be challenged this week. I think they're embarrassed by the performance they had against Illinois. And I do think you're going to see a different defense on Saturday. And then in the passing game, hold them to 225 yards. And to do that, you can't have uh, cover bust. And that's what Indiana was plagued by last Saturday at Illinois was a numerous amount of coverage bust and things of that nature. So I do think you'll see a different and a very motivated Indiana defense on Saturday. And if that can complement what Indiana's offense can do, they got a chance to win the ball game. Got to win the turnover margin. That's something that they were good at Illinois with. They didn't, uh, you know, Sorsby has done 
pretty good with uh, managing the game and not taking uh, unnecessary sacks nor making bonehead throws that ends up in the opposite color jerseys hands and then defense they've got to continue to work and gain uh, fumbles and um, interceptions and again Michigan State is a team that has proven they'll put the ball on the ground and then again special teams you got to win it you can't have any uh, crimes against the team and that means no botch punts no uh having awareness of what punting group or what special team group is up and not having a guy looking uh, for another guy on a team. They've got to be into the game and then they've got to utilize uh, their punter like they have been to help uh, change field position uh, in the game. But that's one thing that Indiana needs to do. And if they can get a big chunk of yardage on a punt return or a kickoff return, that would be uh, good as well. You know, I thought Saturday against Illinois, they had a couple. So, um, you know, again, nothing overly uh, uh, unrealistic for this uh, Hoosier football team. I do think all those are are well under uh, control in terms of uh, opportunities for them to achieve. And I do believe they can beat Michigan State. I I don't think Michigan State is a team right now that – is the type of Michigan State team that we've seen through past years. Um, and most of it's because of what has occurred over this season. And their kids have gone through a lot, and uh, it's been a big distraction. So I do believe Indiana has that opportunity on Saturday afternoon to get another big win uh, in at uh, Michigan and all, or at Michigan, at Indiana. Uh, Memorial Stadium on Saturday with it being the final game those seniors will play in that facility as the bucket game is at Purdue again this year and just a reminder that has been designated as a noon kickoff in West Lafayette next Saturday but uh, a lot of emotions will come into play Saturday for these seniors that are playing their final game I hope that they get to go out with a big W uh, playing their final game in Memorial Stadium. A lot of these kids that are seniors have have given a lot to that program. And uh, it'd be nice to see them get a big victory on Saturday with a nice-sized crowd there to cheer them on. And again, if you can't make it down to the Bloomington area, it is on the Big Ten Network or the Fox Sports app. You can find it there. And uh, that probably does it for me in Michigan State for tonight. Thanks for watching Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network and for Bet Online support and sponsorship. Again, remember, if you put your first deposit in uh uh, to bet online and you use the promo code BLEAV, you'll get 50% of that deposit back to you in your account. So that's a nice gesture <laughs> for you to bet for you can have uh, some fun there on this Saturday and Sunday with the basketball, NFL, and all the different sports uh, sports that are occurring right now. So remember, bet online is where the game starts. Um, also, uh, just to repeat, noon Saturday kickoff on the Big Ten Network, Senior Day in Bloomington. And uh, once again, thank you for your uh, 
Thank you for watching the Hoosier Football Tailgate. Remember, subscribe on YouTube, on Apple and Spotify. If you could, you know, make a comment, rate us, give us a rating. I greatly appreciate that. But for now, I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith, and this has been the Hoosier Football Tailgate here on Believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.